Hello, welcome to another episode of the Farcom Podcast, our 36th episode. Kind of have a weird dichotomy going on here, talking about both men's and women's basketball. Men's team have won three in a row, whereas the women's team is on a three-game skid. Hopefully, can get that one reversed. Also going to cover football, look at a couple of signing classes, my thoughts on that, and something that has me really excited about that, and it actually goes back to a conversation I had with former head coach Scott Stoker a long, long time ago. But something he said back then makes me really excited looking at this recruiting class. All that more coming up. Uh, I am joined today for our broadcast with my daughter, uh, two years old, really amazing. She's a big Demon fan. So, Aurora, do you want to say go Demons for everyone? Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to start off talking about the men's team. And one thing with the men's team, and Patrick Netherton said it a couple of games back, is we were getting some good shots, just weren't knocking them down. And I felt early on in the season, the men's team really struggled uh, on offense. We weren't moving the ball well, uh, weren't doing a good job of spacing, uh, just really looked discombobulated a lot of times, a lot of unforced turnovers. And I felt uh, the LSU game, uh, really, even though that result wasn't the best, I felt during that game we were starting to get good looks. We weren't doing a bad job moving the ball. Uh, unfortunately, right after that game, we also had A&M and Baylor, which are two really tough teams, and then A&M Corpus Christi to start off the preseason tournament. And so I think even though we were playing better offensively, the results didn't really translate due to level of competition. But you could kind of see it starting to come together. And in the last couple of games, uh, they've really started knocking down shots and have put up some really amazing numbers and have done almost their best impersonation of the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, I know early on in the season and after that tournament over in Katy, I think a lot of people had written off uh, the Demon basketball team, but uh, Coach McConathy, as per usual, he has this team clicking at the right time, and he's working the magic that uh, only he can work. So really excited. And then looking at it, we started off, we had an 85-77 loss to UNO, uh, which is undefeated in conference. And as a game, I felt we really had a good chance to win the game, just couldn't knock down the shots late in the game, and uh, had a couple open looks throughout uh, that just didn't fall. And had those turned, this could be a totally different ball game and a totally different result in that one. But <clears throat> going to UIW, we won 79-70. And in that game, Demon shot 51% field goal, 10 of 18 three points. Kendall Coleman led with 25. <clears throat> uh, then the big win over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. A&M Corpus Christi uh, entering conference play. A lot of people uh, felt they had a good chance to win it. They are a supremely talented team. And Demons came away with a nice 90-76 victory in control the entire way. Uh, absolutely phenomenal game. 49% field goal, 10 of 22 three-point. The thing I like about it is Carvel T. set had 27 points and Brian White had 14. And the great thing about that is that you're not seeing just Kendall Coleman. And I think earlier in the season, you only saw Kendall Coleman put up good numbers. Now you're seeing that starting to go uh, differently uh, than... Last night against Houston Baptist, uh, don't even know how to even say it, but Demons tied the school record for three-pointers, shooting 17 of 26 from three-point range, 61% uh, from the field, won 97-87. T-Set had 20 points. Uh, Terrence Reed 
had 21 on 4-7. And a cool thing about that is LaTerrence Reed <clears throat> against Corpus Christi, I believe he was scoreless, didn't have a good game at all, and bounced back with a great one. And you can just kind of see the offense starting to come together. You're seeing us getting better looks inside. You're seeing some good back cuts, getting some easy dunks. Uh, you know, we're doing great job movement. Our shooters are doing wonderful. We're doing a good job of just getting those little dump-off passes to the to the perimeter. And the offense is really coming together, I think, defensively, which uh, looks like Coach McConthy is going to keep it primarily man-to-man. I've seen a couple of zones switched in here and there, but for the most part, it's just a basic man-to-man offense. We've done a few matchup zones that appeared in a couple of games. But for the whole point, I really like the way they're playing. They're getting at it. You're seeing a lot of energy. You can start seeing that they're starting to feel it. It's starting to click. And there's a huge uh, opportunity coming up here as we're going to play on Saturday at McNeese and then host Houston Baptist and then McNeese again next week. And as it stands right now, the team is tied for fourth with Corpus Christi. Uh, with 3-3 three and three in conference, we're a game behind both Nichols and Southeastern, who are both 4-2. and two. You know the lone undefeated team in conference right now. And just want to give credit to Coach Schlesinger. UNO <clears throat> preseason was considered by many to be a <clears throat> team with a chance to win conference. A lot of people consider it one of the top teams. They started off a bit slow, uh, but they're really putting together a really good product on the court right now. And Coach Schlesinger is just an amazing coach and, and just an amazing person overall. Um, really excited about that. Uh, but going back to that shooting uh when you look at where we've shot 51-49 and uh, 61% in the last three games, our last three losses were 43-37 and 45. And you look at that Nichols game, uh, we were in it the whole game despite shooting under 40%. If we had played offense and dropped the shots that we have, uh, there's no doubt in my mind we would be sitting even better. And going forward, of course, once you look at our McNeese, Houston Baptist, and McNeese, and also UIW, um, that's us having four game, four of our next games against the bottom three teams in the league. Uh, that presents a really good opportunity for the Demons not only to improve their stock in the standings, but actually start making a run toward possibly a regular season conference title. Of course, you'll need some help with UNO on that one, but it can put you in position to be within striking distance in that final stretch of the season. And uh, if you look at where the Demons were before and where they're at now, I'm just supremely, supremely impressed. And uh, this team reminds me a lot of the 2001 team that made it to the NCAA tournament, ended up having the opening round win over Winthrop. It reminds me a lot of that team. Uh, if you watch that team, they kind of, again, didn't put it all together right away and, you know, just kind of built and built and hit, you know, hit, hit fire at the right time into the season and up running through the conference tournament, which that, that year was held in Bojer City, and beat McNeese for the championship. Uh, this team reminds me a lot of that one. And again, don't want to put, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, one thing in these conferences, it's not so much about the regular season title, it's all about the conference tournament, uh, which I think in a way is a blessing and a curse for small conferences. Uh, it's a blessing in the fact that it gives everybody, even a UIW who's standing uh, winless in conference, they still have something to play for. Uh, meanwhile, it does hurt as a UNO can potentially go undefeated in conference and all it takes is one bad game and you're out. Uh, sometimes a fine that hurts smaller conferences because your best team is not always the one represented in the conference tournament. But 
everyone knows the deal. Everyone knows what you need to do to make it to the dance. Uh, hopefully, the demons can do it. But I'm really excited to see what they're doing. Um, and it's just been really fun to watch. Uh, one thing I do have to give a little credit to uh, to our former mates, um, Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston did a really good job against uh, New Mexico State and Grand Canyon in the WAC. Uh, so did want to give them a little praise and shout out to our former conference brethren. But uh, for the Demons, though, right now you look at conference standings, you got UNO 6-0, and of course we're that game behind Nichols and Southeastern. And with our next four games against the three bottom teams in the conference, uh, we definitely have a chance to move up to even second place, which is really phenomenal. All right, where the men's team is streaking, unfortunately, the women's team is mired in a three-game losing skid. And something I said earlier is I thought Brooks Donald Williams with UL Monroe kind of provided a template, which is basically get physical in the paint. Uh, one thing I've seen teams do kind of against this is a triangle and two where they allow us to pin, go inside the lane, and then once we penetrate the lane, they collapse on us and then use the two rovers to basically cut off that perimeter pass and early in the season we did a great job of penetrating in the lane kicking it out and getting some good dishes unfortunately teams have realized we are not uh the biggest team size wise so they're using their physicality against us they're playing physical they're getting on the boards and it's really caused some problems for lady demons and with that said i'm still high on coach nims and staff they're doing a great job Unfortunately, when you are trying to rebuild a program, uh, basically from rock bottom, you're going to hit snags like this. It's not always easy. And where they're at now, I think, is beyond what anybody expected. And if you look at Coach McConathy, whenever he had that you know Demons of Destiny team, a lot of people, I think, tend to forget or overlook the fact that when that team first came together, they only won one game that first season, which was the last game of the season, much like Coach Nims. And they didn't have that complete success until year four. And I think Coach Nims is doing the same thing. Well, yes, they are wanting success now. They're also building a long run. So this is still a work in progress. I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about, but it's a good growing pains, good learning experience for these Lady Demons. And I think they're going to be okay. Uh, we start off with Incarnate Word. It was just a wonky game. We were up big. In control of the game, and then in the fourth period, they outscored us 26-5. to five. Just nothing went right in that period, and unfortunately kind of transitioned into that last one where we lose to Adam Corpus Christi the next week, 72-55, and then HBU 66-51. Uh, the tough thing in that UIW game, that 45-52 to 52 loss where they outscored us 26-5, to five, is we only shot 24% from the field, which you can't win games shooting that poorly. Um, you've got to get up. One thing I think that has hurt the Lady Demons is we have shot in the low 30s most of the season, and that will have to improve as we go ahead. And, you know, that's something the coaching staff that they're going to have to work on is how can we get more aggressive. And I think one thing I'd like to see that I haven't seen as much recently is get more into the lane, give get into contact. Yes, they are bigger teams than us, but draw that contact force them to play you and, you know, get to the line. And I think that's something that could be a catalyst for us is, look, if your shots aren't falling, get to the line and draw contact, frustrate the other team. And I think we're doing a good job with that, but it's something I'd like to see a little more of. Against Corpus Christi, the story of the game was rebounds. That was the story. 
I thought defensively we played okay, but we were out rebounded. Ended up being out rebounded forty to twenty seven. But at one point midway through the third, they were up thirty one to thirteen on rebounds on us. And if you're a negative twenty in rebounds, you're not going to win. Uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at, whether you're NBA, whether you're college or high school or even bitty ball. If you're getting out rebounded by twenty, that that's a loss. And I talked to Coach Schlesinger one time and. Well, when he was at Northwestern and he was breaking down some game film and he was showing that thing he was focused on was the rebounding pattern. And I forget what team he was scouting, but he had said that. He said, you know, if you're out rebounded, he said, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to have misses. So you can give or take a few. But once you get to that negative 10, negative 20 range in rebounds, you're essentially giving the other team extra possessions. And in basketball, 10 extra possessions could equate to a 20-point lead very easily, and that's what you see right here. At Houston Baptist, the same thing. While it wasn't that bad, we were out-rebounded 32-23. to And again, you can't win if you're constantly getting out-rebounded. And a bad trend, and I thought in that fourth period against UIW, and then Corpus Christi, Houston Baptist's turnovers. Against Corpus Christi, we had 21 turnovers, HBU 22. Before then, we had done a good job in that 14 to 15 range, but seeing those increased ones, my perspective, and I could be totally wrong here, I felt that the Lady Demons are kind of pushing a little too much. They're trying too hard to get the losing streak. Instead of just letting the game come to them and fighting through it, they're trying to take it all at once. And it reminds me of uh, if you watch football games when a team is down late in the fourth, instead of just working the offense, a lot of times you'll see quarterbacks you know, try and throw the deep ball, try and get it all back all at once. And, you know, inevitably they'll throw an interception and end the game where you should just work the ball down the field. Same thing in basketball. You're down, you're in the midst of a little losing streak, nothing's going right. And instead of just working it, being patient, you're trying to force things, trying to make things happen too much. And that's just a lack of experience, a lack of cohesion with the team. You know, they've just come together recently. So, Again, it's one of those things I think where Coach Nims is on the right track. They've just got to work through it, and that's just part of the learning process and a growing experience. They're still not bad. They're in fifth place in conference at two and four, a game behind McNeese, which, of course, we are playing the next two or three games, McNeese, HBU, and McNeese again. Uh, Houston Baptist in third. They're playing really good. They're four and one. Uh, they're a half game behind Corpus Christi. They've played, uh, to me, they're my surprise team. Southeastern undefeated in conference. Uh, they were good coming in. Uh, didn't expect them to be this good, but they have really taken apart some teams. They've looked really, really good so far. Uh, so we're going to have to improve uh, going forward. We have, again, our next games against the two teams above us. So if the Lady Demons can kind of catch a hot streak, there's a good chance we can move from fifth all the way up to third place, uh, if not second, depending on what happens. So lots to play in front of, but... Going forward, what I'd like to see from the Lady Demons is just be patient. Don't try and force things. Don't try and force the issue. Just patient on offense. Work your ball in. Do what you were doing early in the season, and I think success will come. I haven't seen anyone yet in conference that I can say, hey, look, we just aren't as good as them. You know, back in the early 2000s when in the early 90s and late 90s when SFA had their just dominant teams, there were some of those teams where I really felt like no matter how good we play, they were just a step above us. I don't feel that right now. Right now, I feel we are as talented as anyone else. We just have to put it together. So, you know, going forward, just like to see, you know, get to the boards a little better, be a little more physical, and just work the offense. And, again, I'm, I'm total faith in Coach Nims and staff, so it'll be, you know, interesting to see what happens going forward. But 
next three games are very critical for the rest of the season. Before we get to football, we're going to have a quick word from a sponsor. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe to this on Apple Podcasts. I do appreciate you listening each and every episode. It is uh, very, very appreciative from my end. And as always, if you do want to contact me, the best way to do so is on Twitter at Farkham Podcast. Uh, do love hearing uh, your comments, concerns, questions, and everything else. The interactions have been uh, truly fun. Uh, touching on football briefly, um, Coach Laird and something he said, and it reminded me of a conversation I had uh, a while back with Scott Stoker when he was the coach of the Demons. And we were in a, a friend and I were in the field house and we're talking about Nichols who had brought in a couple of skill players and this is before Nichols had turned their program around and Scott Stoker said you know those are good but if you want to have a really good team you also need the linemen and you need to make sure you're focused on that he he said that that so many coaches are so worried about bringing just skill players that they neglect to bring linemen without a good line it doesn't matter how good your quarterback running back wide receivers are because your player never developed the way it should uh one thing I liked was Coach Laird talking about our signees. Two people we highlighted were offensive linemen in Rod Chaney from Kilgore College and Tishon Turpin, which is a great name, by the way, from North Texas. And I like the fact that we are focusing online. And to me, that's the little things that will make a difference with the program. Really like the way that is. Two people I want to touch on really quick, and I'll be honest, I don't. Uh, with a family and a job, I don't really get to devote a lot of time looking at recruiting and who we're bringing in. Uh, there are people that do a great job with that, but uh, you know, I just don't have the time to devote to it. But two people I do recognize um, that I know are great players. One is from Manny High School down the road. That's running back London Williams. Uh, he's a really phenomenal player. Uh, one of those guys that is a physical back, but also a little touch of speed. But he's a guy, if he's going to, he can take on linebackers and beat them one-on-one. And that's a great thing to see. He's a very physical back. Uh, one thing with Manny High School, Coach Curtis has done there, is they don't do anything special. They just line up, run it up the gut, and a very physical team. So excited to see what he does at Northwestern. He's a player I have seen play before. And uh, really, I think he's a guy that could be a difference maker for us right away. Another one is TJ Johnson, wide receiver from Alexandria. Again, very, very good wide receiver, good size, but uh, tell you what, he's got some afterburners when he catches it. He can break away quick, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they both in, you know, integrate into the offense. And, you know, look at the guys we have coming back. Uh, you know, Zach Clement, I think, really did a great job toward the latter half of the season. It felt like early on he was trying to do too much, and by the end of the season, Zach Clement, I think, really kind of found his niche and kind of realized, okay, this is my skill set, this is what I can do, and you know, the kid's a winner. He's got, he reminds me a lot of Gavin Landry, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. So lots to be positive of and looking across social media and the coaches coming in. There seems to be a good excitement. And I think that was kind of missing last year, but it looks to be some really good excitement surrounding the team. So it's going to be fun to watch to see how it comes together. Conference race should be wide open. Uh, coming up, we will start talking more about uh, baseball and softball as those seasons We'll start up uh, very soon before we know it. Uh, also going to have track coming up with the indoor championships pretty soon and also outdoor will be transition out of that. So lots to talk about. You know, there's a lot of nervous excitement around Northwestern. Uh, you know, there's a big changes around campus. You know, you had Greg Burke, he's gone. You know, Doug Ireland, longtime SID, you know, retired and uh, still doing some great work, by the way. If you look up Doug Ireland, he's still writing some 
great, great pieces, and uh, he has fabulous insight into the world of sports. I highly recommend you search out his work. Uh, but you know what? You know those two were you know basically pillars of Northwestern, and now they've moved on, and you know you have fresh faces in and new blood, and that's uh, not always a bad thing. But I think definitely makes you a little bit nervous. It's something that's a little different. Um, you know, you're not seeing the same faces around, but. You know, there's, I think, a lot of excitement, though, seeing, you know, where can we go from here? Uh, I firmly believe Northwestern, uh, just with the support the community gives and just, uh, I think, just the campus as a whole, I think there's some untapped potential that we can definitely have down in Natchitoches and down at Northwestern. So really excited to go ahead. I do want to thank you for listening in. Hope you have a fun and great weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, Super Bowl coming up, which of course will dominate the airwaves. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of Louisiana connections on both teams, so that's going to be really fun to watch. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. Hopefully, the Demons basketball team can continue to build on their success and climb up the standings. Hopefully, Lady Demons will get out of their funk. Uh, have a lot of faith in Coach Nims. They're going to get it done. Thank you for listening. Until next time, have a great, wonderful, and blessed weekend. And as always, Farkham Demons.